0: hello everybody i just wanted to do a podcast quickly as a kind of public service announcement because i came across a thread on github actually when i was doing the views on view podcast um lindsay directed me to a a github post by evan um And it's it's actually from the original discussion was somebody basically saying, there's so many different ways to do things with Vue now. Um, And he's saying how you can use like the composition API, you can use it in like a react kind of way, you can use it in a kind of angular kind of way is what he was saying. I'm not really sure what he means by this because I don't have a lot of experience with those other frameworks, but I get the general gist of it. He's basically saying, there are so many different ways that you can use Vue now, what's the recommended approach? And I thought Evan gave a really fantastic response to this. This and follow-up response. And I'm not gonna go into details um what he says because I don't really want to paraphrase it's something that's got um there's a lot of nuance behind what he's saying and so I think you should go read it yourself. I'll make sure that I put this in the show notes. Uh But I want to give you the summary that he says at the end. And I want to read this to you out loud because it's important. It gives you an idea um, as somebody using Vue what the future recommendation for Vue is going to be. And honestly, it's actually kind of what the current recommendation for how we use Vue should be. Um, And there's three points. And these are those. First, use SFCs, which is single file components. They're the ones where you've got the template and the script tag. Use FSCs with script setup and the composition API. So what does he mean by that? Once again, SFC is those um, single file components where you've got the template at the top, the script tag as well, and you can also add um, a a style tag as well, if you'd like, in in that one file, which basically covers the whole component. Now, the script setup part, this is a new way of using the composition API. And basically, it allows Vue to... um, it allows Vue to basically take out a lot of the boilerplate you need for the composition API. So you know how often you'll say export default and then you'll add the setup function. You don't have to do any of that anymore. Um, it's all done for you. Uh, and it does like, it, uh, I think it does a few other cool things. I, I, I'm worried I'm going to get this wrong. So double check this. But I think for example, um, there are places where you don't have to use dot value. I might get be getting that mixed up with another RFC. But anyway, the point being script using script with setup makes the boilerplate for the composition API even easier. Ah, that's right. It also means you don't actually have to export all of your variables. They'll automatically be exported onto the template. Now, a few people raised some concerns about performance there where it would end up exposing everything on the template, but it's actually doing some smart things at compile time and only um, exposing things to the template that are actually being used in the template. So that's actually a non-issue. Uh, and he then goes on to say composition API. So use single file components with script setup and the composition API. And the script setup part and the composition API part, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, yeah, so that's the first thing. The second thing is use Visual Studio Code with volar. So volar, V-O-L-A-R is kind of like an in- an alternative to, um, what's the current one we have, VTur. I don't know how you say it, Vetter, Vito, whatever it's called. And that's the extension that allows you to use single file components and a lot of view related stuff in your editor really nicely. Now, the replacement for that, Vola, um, basically has much better TypeScript support. Okay, so that's why he's saying use Visual Studio Code with Vola. And to my, the best of my understanding, Vola is missing a few features at the moment, but it's early development, so it's probably going to get a lot better uh, very quickly. All right, so use single file components with the script setup and the composition API. That's the first thing. Use Visual Studio Code with VOLA. Okay, so you've got a good dev experience. And he goes on to add there all WebStorm once it's supported for script setup. Okay, so web, basically WebStorm is going to work um, nicely with, uh, with Vue 3 soon as well. Okay, the next thing is not strictly required for TypeScript, but if applicable, use Vite for building tools. All right, so this doesn't make as much sense to the Quasar community, uh, because we, you know, we're using Webpack behind the scenes. Maybe we'll be able to move to Vite at some point. Um, and I imagine that actually maybe we will be able to. I don't know how that sort of um, ties in with all the export options available. Um, but yeah, basically he's saying here, um, try to use Vite now. Uh, it's becoming more stable. It's faster development time. There's not... If, this, once again, this doesn't relate as much to Quasar, but for rarer applications, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to not use Vite because of that way better um, developer experience. So unless there are parts of Webpack that you really need, uh, just use Vite. That's what Evan's recommending. So let me just summarize that one more time. Use single file components with script setup and the composition API. Use Visual Studio Code with Vola and um, use Vite as your building tool. And by the way, I'll just add on top of that, Quasar actually has um, a version that works with Vite, but I don't think it's currently stable. So Razvan has played around with it. I imagine it won't be long before that's stable. However, of course, you do lose a lot of export options. But for someone like me, I actually don't do a lot of exporting to other platforms. For me, it's just like SPA, PWA type stuff. Uh, um, I don't really do any Mo- native mobile development. I've never felt a need for it. I understand a lot of you do, and so you'll have to stick to Webpack. But for me, I'll probably start building a lot of my applications using Veet. Um, you know, the, the only exception being I might want to build Electron apps. So I guess it depends on the application. But Yeah, especially when SSR starts becoming available with Quasar and Vite. To me, that's kind of be, at least for me personally, that's going to be a no-brainer that I'll use Vite. And then I'll be able to start my dev server in literally milliseconds, which would just be freaking amazing. Uh, Yeah, so hopefully you found this useful. Uh, I just wanted to make everybody aware so that you're kind of ready for the future of Quasar and the future of Vue, and you can start developing in these paradigms, or at least start learning about developing in these paradigms. And look, I promise you... Um, I I know that there's a lot of conjecture here, and honestly, I don't think it's a lot. I think there's just a few loud voices that tend to scream over the top of everybody else, but um. It really is not so bad using the composition API. In fact, I've just found it better in just about every way. Even the ways that I thought, even the things I thought I wouldn't like, have turned out to be blessings in disguise. So, for example, I didn't like that I had to export everything at the bottom of my um, script tag. Now, I absolutely love that because, certainly, you know, especially as my um, application grows, it's really easy for me to communicate to other developers and even my future self what is being exposed on the template. I scroll straight down to the script tag, I find the thing that I wanna like look into or know about, and then I'll control click it so I can jump to that part in the code. It really is just, it's so nice to have that little extra bit of functionality that um, even when you're not using TypeScript, the IDE support is just amazing. And you know, I've been using Vita with um, template interpolation, which basically means if I've got a variable in my template, Uh, I can easily control click that and basically, you know, click through variables to very easily um, find out where code is coming from, you know, get a better idea of how things are happening. And so, no, that's I've actually had problems with that in the past where it's very difficult to set up and get it working. With the Composition API, it's like my new Vue 3 projects have just... Worked straight away. No problems. I can click through to components when I go all in with the composition API So personally, I almost never use the options API anymore, and I'm probably not going to use it much in my videos anymore um, I'm probably going to go hardcore with the composition API since it does seem to be the recommended way of um, Doing things well, it clearly is the recommended way since the creator of Vue is now saying use the composition API with script setup So yeah, thank you so much for listening to this podcast um, I hope you found it useful. Uh, yeah, and if you like this kind of thing, then go ahead and check out quasarcomponents.com. Uh, I'm going to start using a lot more sort of um, Composition API stuff in that series. I think I have been anyway from memory, but I'm going to commit now to making sure that I'm just doing Composition API stuff at uh, um, in my videos at components.com so that you're ready in the future so that you're getting a taste with this and you know what those component videos are a perfect way to get an introduction to the composition api because we don't use it very much we just use little bits of it here and there so that i can demonstrate using the component so if you want to dab your toe into the well of the composition api then definitely check out quasarcomponents.com that course is going to be available to buy very very soon and when i say soon i mean literally within the next um, couple of weeks. So thanks so much for listening and I'll see you in a future podcast. Bye for now. Oh, and remember, there is nothing you can't build.